You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by me, Candace Cooper. I want you guys to follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Happy Friday, folks. We are back yet again for another good Freestyle Friday episode with my guy Drake from Locked On Seminoles. It's going to be a good one. How are you feeling? I heard you've been listening to the podcast all week and you're feeling away starting out Monday when we talked about your guys. So go ahead. If you got something to say, the floor is yours. I mean, listen, you know, the old saying um, directed towards Kenton from the uh, Lockdown Wolfpack, you know, lions don't concern themselves with the pains of sheep, in my personal opinion. So, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Actually, Ken did a really, really good job. Actually, yeah. I did agree with a few of his statements, especially the uh, handling of the um, offseason situation with Mike Norvell. But come on, my guy, six wins is a, is a magical, majestic season. It's like, no, man, our floor is six wins. Come on, you, you got to. I think you're watching too much NC State football to, you know, project that onto us right now, especially because y'all don't have a quarterback, man. But, hey, listen, I'm back in the South Florida area. You know, if you want to come hit me up, man, be gente, I'll take care of you. And also, uh, November 6th, I will be at the game, man, when we play y'all dope. So, hit me up. Listen, I think that might be a great crossover episode because both of y'all got some good stories on both sides. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But today's episode is all about the king of the Atlantic division, and that would be Clemson. The Clemson Tigers are the team that everyone seems to hate or try and beat these last couple of years. They have been the most dominant. We've heard all week how it's pretty much you got to go through Clemson, and that road is very damn near impossible. So we're going to talk today about the 2020 season, how they did not have the shining moment that they thought they would in 2021 predictions. And then finally, we're going to end with some good stuff, as you guys heard all week, talking about your favorite ACC player. Both Drake and I will announce that, so we'll get into that. But first, talking about these Tigers, right? 2020 has been a whirlwind for everybody, but Clemson was still really on top. Let's keep it a band. Like, so it wasn't as if, I mean, they had Trevor freaking Lawrence. It wasn't like they had some scrubs on their team. Everyone knew Trevor was going to go first round and all that. Like, but yet and still, Dabo tried to play this card that they were some underdogs. Crazy. I hate that stuff so much, man. <laughs> it's really irritating. Like, dude, like, dude, we get it. Like, you know, you know, BYOG bring your own He's just such a corny, he's just a cornball, in my personal opinion. <laughs> I, I personally don't care for Dabo Sweeney that much, but. I do respect that he's built a very great program over the past like, five, six years. I think it was about 2011, he won the first conference championship while he was a coach there. FSU won three, and then since 2015, they've just been running away with it. But yeah, this underdog mentality, like, nah, man, you finish with a top five recruiting class every year. You have made the cultural playoff six years since its infancy, so I don't know where you're getting this crap from. And you've had t- two raw T-Law, literally, as your quarterback, and now you have DJ Uwangalele, a five-star consult recruit. Like, come on, man, you got to stop with that. Now, would you rather, I would rather him have the Nick Saban mentality of like, we're the best and we know it. And what next question kind of feel than to have this whole like, oh, well, people aren't believing in us. They're down. Stop. Like, I, oh, yeah. I would I, rather yeah. have that. Oh, yeah. I love Nick. I, I actually like Nick Saban a lot. I think he, he literally brings that, you know, like, you know, we're really good. I got the humble swagger about me. I'm going to come in and beat you by 40 points. And I, I respect that. And also, I know that you can see the, uh, the spring game. He wore that really nice pink suit going on for that. I'm like, <laughs> he's got style, too. And then Dabo, if you never saw him, he's wearing those, you know, the Steve Harvey joint, the very baggy clothes. <laughs> So I don't know. Even with, even with that, he's like, you know, work on that. <laughs> Yo, he definitely has. I don't know what he was looking like at Trevor Lawrence's draft night, but I'm like, bro, you got too much money to be looking like you. I know. I'm 
we're not that you know big and tall you're not even big and tall but like bro that's not it like i don't know what you got going on but let, let's figure that out so i 100 percent agree uh no but i mean 2020 was always was still good for them even though we did think you know he had that offseason you know football matters you know t-shirt you know incident over on twitter but carrying in he he won what his first eight games before he played notre dame and notre dame to me like it seemed more of a fluke because, I mean, they did beat them in an ACC championship game when Trevor Lawrence did come back and they nor they need like double OT to beat them. So yeah. to me last year, they had, they had everything up until, you know, they went right into uh, New Orleans, played Ohio state and Justin Fields had probably the single best game I think I've ever seen a coach corporate ever play. Like in my personal opinion. Absolutely. And let's keep it a band. They literally beat everybody handedly besides Boston College, Notre Dame, which they lost that first time, but then they got themselves together the second one. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was pretty much we're putting up 40 plus on every team and then some like we might play around with y'all in the first quarter. But then after that, it's bad news bears. And I think that's just something to what speaks to who Clemson is. But I also agree in the fact that, you know, when it came to that college, excuse me, college football playoff, that was a different level. That was the first time I ever felt like Clemson was fragile. I was like, okay, now I've seen them lose before, right? But like Joe Burrow and company, nobody was beating that. Like the story was too good for Joe Burrow not to win the championship. Yeah. Like, right. And so when I look at Ohio State, Justin Fields playing with some broken ribs and the guy getting the targeting, all that cool, right? But I just, that was the first time I was like, you know what? We know Trevor Lawrence is leaving. Clemson might be messed up next year. It might, we might get a good ACC where Atlantic could be fun. Maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the mystique is kind of gone. Um, yeah. I will say the Joe Burrow, that entire team, that team was just awesome to watch. That were, they were just yeah. fun from, from their social media department, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and even on defense too with, you know, Derek Stingley, probably the best freshman I think I've ever seen. And then with the Ohio State game, you saw like Ohio State comes into it's like, you know, we don't deserve to, you know, they don't deserve to be in there because they only played eight games. They didn't play as many as, you know, as Clemson, they're all hurt. And then Clemson, you know, they lost Tony Elliott because he did have that co-positive test. And so the play calling was back to Dabo. And to me, Dabo is not a great X's and O's guy. He's a CEO type of coach who's worried to excel because he lets, you know, Venables do his thing. He mm-hmm. let Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott when he was there before he went to USF do their own thing. And that, yeah, that was the first time you just kind of saw that at, they're extremely vulnerable, and I think their window has closed. And in my personal opinion, I don't think you'll see them. They might not make the CFP this year, and with maybe if they have two losses. Wow. But to me, like they're they're not guaranteed anymore. And when we go talk about 2021, I actually do share your sentiment about about a few teams on their schedule that they actually could definitely falter just a little bit now let's talk about the fact that you're used to some atlantic division greatness you've seen florida state kind of dominate in the sense and people get old and over that after a while is it that that time for clemson like people are just kind of over that clemson dominating everybody kind of posture oh 100 percent. no we no one can stand clemson winning at all and one <laughs> there was a one there's one big thing from i think the 90s to 2004 dad even got there something called clemsoning where Clemsoning is where Clemson would just be doing very, very well. And then just out of nowhere in the middle of the season, they would find some way to choke it away, to screw it all up. And that's why, like, we see this now. It's like, they're, they're, they're new money. They're, they yeah. just got up here. They, you know, they're at the mountaintop now, and they're trying to flex on everybody right now. And in my personal opinion, like, they're, they're losing it all right now. And <laughs> they're, they're not going to be able to, I think, you know, keep it much longer. And this year is definitely going to be a turning point for them. They can maybe squeak in, but honestly, 
they actually have a lot to work on, especially on offense. Their defense, I'm not worried about. Their offense is what's going to be, you know, key to me to watch. That's interesting you say that because I'm over here like scratching my head. I had to do some research about who on defense we could talk about. So I would love to get your thoughts on that. But when it comes to offense, you're damn right. When it, the losing Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne is certainly going to be something to hold. But Justin Ross making that coming back and really trying to be the leader of this offense and DJ being a true sophomore now, it's going to be a very, very interesting duo if they can try and pull the if they can pull this off in terms of like dominating the Atlantic again and going to the ACC championship and then going to college football playoffs. I might have to give Dabo more props. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm like I might not like the guy, but he's a damn good coach when it comes to like you know like letting his um not micromanaging, allowing them to do their job and recruiting as well. I don't know what he says, what he does, but he does a, <laughs> does a great job bringing in those kids. But no, I think with the big thing with their defense is I didn't know this until I did the research actually for today was that they actually did lead the nation in sacks mm. and they led the ACC in total defense. They led the nation in sacks with two true freshman starters with, I think, Miles, oh, sorry, no, Miles Murphy's a junior now, but mm-hmm. Brian Brissett, the defensive tackle, is also a monster. Yeah. And they bring back Nolan Turner in a linebacking core, James Skalski. Like their team is actually on defense is extremely, extremely talented. And they bring back all 11 starters. Okay, There's good. no attrition on defense. Now I want to, okay, fine. Bring everybody back. But I want to talk about Brevin and Bolton for a second, because I feel like he's predictable. But first I got to tell you guys about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, which is hundred percent covered in chocolate with 18 amazing flavors that are hundred percent good for you. They're very delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Bilt Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. We're talking all things Clemson today in 2020 season. You know, it was very good. Clemson dominated the ACC. Everyone's like, okay, it's Clemson and everybody else. They got bored with the storyline of trying to be these uh, underdogs, whatever BS. And then they ended up being some damn big underdogs when it came to college football playoffs. But my thing when I looked again at their game against Ohio State is Brett Venable's getting a little predictable right is he is he someone that's like okay we've seen this what you got up what else you got are you you know coming with the same plays are you switching it up here are you trying to be innovative I'm not sure I mean I know football in the day is all still the same game but do you feel like Brett might be a little bit like all right my, my guy you might want to go ahead and try us elsewhere so I think it could be both because he does like run the similar scheme across like over the past few years the problem is a majority of their kids last year were a lot of freshmen starting so maybe you kind of have to keep it slump simpler for them to like understand the playbook actually play very well. And I mean, they still could be five stars and like top 100 kids, but like learning a college football system for defense, especially with Venables is not the easiest thing. Sure. But I mean, the other thing too, like they're his, if I remember his son plays linebacker for the team, his son, mm-hmm. I think is like a senior. So, and the, one of the big things we had a uh, guy on uh, Bradley Hughes from the uh, locked in Clemson podcast. Mm-hmm. And he discussed actually how, Venables does not want to take another job until his sons graduate. And I think this one, the linebacker now actually is the youngest son. He's going to be done with school. So maybe he also could be eyeing a new job, a new head coaching spot somewhere else. And honestly, that would be wonderful for all, for the rest of us. Cause we can, I'm sick and tired of playing against him Cause he actually is a good his job, but, but no, I think it, it might, it could be a little bit that he's, you know, starting to be predictable. And also his, as much as I said, their defense was really good. Their defensive backs are particularly honestly average by their own standards. Because if you watch Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, anybody on Ohio State, they treat them like food, man. They ate them apart. <laughs> Could it be Jake or Tyler Venables? But this, uh, uh, yeah, one of those two. 
Yeah, one of those two might be on the way. And listen, I definitely get one to say for your kid. And I think Dabo, it's also that his kid plays as well. So like, everybody get a turn, right? Oh, like we're all family here at Clemson. I agree though. I think that it's very important to maybe try and take your talents elsewhere, see if you can show and prove. I also think that Dabo is probably waiting to be that head coach at Alabama because that's where he'll probably go once. I I well, that's my opinion, where he'll go once Saban is gone. But when you talk about the 2020 season, right? Clemson is one of those teams where of course you expect them to be great and of course Dabo is going to play this narrative of not being great I don't think you have the same I'm glad we don't have the same energy where we have to listen to him try and be an advocate for anything because he's shown he's an ass when it comes to speaking on issues right but the season opener against Georgia I am thinking Ooh. all right 7.30 on ABC, I'm tuned in because I think this might be the game where we see whether or not Clemson still has it or they might be a little rusty. Yeah, and I don't envy them at all against Georgia. And I know a lot of people being like, oh, it's Georgia. You know, they're always the bridesmaid, never the bride when it comes mm-hmm. to college football. But I think this is the one time that one reason why Kirby Smart didn't win at Georgia, I think a championship the past four, three, three years is that he chose Jake Fromm over Justin Fields and probably the most asinine thing I think I've ever seen. And now we can see that <laughs> with the uh, NFL draft now. And to me, he finally has found his quarterback in JT Daniels. I call him Edward Scissors hands. Cause he looks like the main character from that movie as well. But he's like, <laughs> he's a California kid. And like he, they, they have weapons with Darnell Washington too. Their defense is yeah. always, always pretty damn good. And they're playing that in Charlotte. It's like kind of a homish game for Clemson, but I really honestly don't know because like Georgia to me is a really, really sneaky good team. And they, they mean they perform in regular season, like always it's just the postseason where they don't excel. So maybe this is where Clemson starts off actually at 0 and 1. Yeah. And Georgia also travels well. So, you know, it ain't nothing but a trip from Athens, Georgia to Charlotte, North Carolina, but listen, okay. Let's say they, you know, put one up, they lose against Georgia. Right. But they always, yeah. they have, they have a couple to clean up with. We have a couple to make us feel better. They're going to stomp on South Carolina state. They're probably going to stomp Georgia Tech, but it's eight. I think it might be closer than people think. I think if Devin Leary finally gets it together, it'll be closer than people think. I don't think Devin Leary is good. So I'm just mm. not – me personally, I think he's okay. Um, no, I mean, he's a talented quarterback. Just things that I don't see – It's okay Clemson. to say how you feel. You can hold it. That's, that's yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. show. You can say how you feel. It's all right. Okay, yeah, I just don't think Devin Leary is good. I think he's okay. I think he's a decent quarterback. I mean, when Bailey Hockman was the, your second quarterback, you know, right after that, and they were competing against each other, I saw Bailey Hockman as a freshman and a sophomore at Florida State. He wasn't particularly that great either. Mm-hmm. So, to me – and I don't see Clemson. I think Dabo could definitely see, like, Georgia Tech not, won't give them problems, but I definitely see Dabo saying, like, you know, we're not playing up to our standards, and then NC State, unfortunately, is going to be the victim of, you know, being targeted uh, as that game. It, to me, honestly, the – Biggest game in the first five weeks is someone that you've mentioned and I'm, I'm especially high on is Boston College because I there love Jeff go. Halfley. Jeff Halfley to me was probably the best hire uh, from la- from last year for all the new head coaching hires. And Phil Dracovic, Big Phil, I love that kid. And they played extremely close last year. To me, that's a team that definitely wants to make a statement win. And Clemson, they have lost bat- like games against you know mid-average teams. They lost to Pittsburgh, what, three years ago? Like, mm-hmm. that to me could definitely be a spot where they lose. And they damn sure lost to Syracuse, too. So let's stop playing. Babers needs his job, and we might have to get one over there in Syracuse, New York. But I agree. And also, Pittsburgh, I think they're going to take that one. But the Florida State, yeah. 
the Florida State Clemson game is on Halloween weekend, and we all know things get crazy on Halloween. So I want to know, as a Locked On Seminoles host, what are you giving your guys? Is this going to be one where, like, maybe we'll see the old Florida State, we'll see the Jameis Winston era esque Florida State? Uh, yeah, she's mentioning that because right now my background is the 2013 <laughs> game where Jameis literally put up 52, I think, to 17 on them. If you don't remember that game, it was when James Wilder comes out flexing. Then we, I was there. Don't remember most of it, but it was, I was there for that game. It was a great, great time. Um, to me, for that games. game, Mackenzie, it's more like who was the quarterback at that time. If it's Mackenzie Milton, to me, that means he's having a great year the entire year. And that, to me, we're not going to win that game. I'm just going to be upfront and honest with everybody here. We're not. We love it. We, we have lost, I think, this, this game the past two years by 30 to 40 points. To me, though, what's more important is you need to keep this game manageable and you need to keep this game close, and you're seeing to show recruits and boosters and admin that you can keep it competitive against Clemson. That's more important to me. To me, it's like a 14 to 17 kind of win, like loss right there. But to me, like that's more important than anything else. Is Jordan Travis going to be your quarterback at all? <sighs> you're, asking the wrong, you're asking the wrong guy because actually it's split on, the, on our podcast. Okay. My co-host, my co-host Max, he's a big JT13 fan. He's probably mm-hmm. the president of that fan club. Dave and I are both our big KZ guys. My brother went to UCF when KZ was as hype. So okay. I love the kid. I've watched a lot of him. Me, I think KZ came in like probably with a starting job. It's not a promise to him, but it's definitely like it's yours kind of for the taking. If you know, you can match the playbook because Jordan Travis is limited a little bit with his arm. And mm-hmm. to me, I think JT 13 will benefit from sitting a year because his legs are probably the most dangerous in the, in the ACC. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I think he can learn how to properly throw like an intermediate and deeper ball with more accuracy from Mackenzie Milne because that's what he's more known for. And I think you'll see Jordan Travis probably the next year starting out. But for this year, it's going to be Mackenzie Milne. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you got Clemson playing Louisville, which I think is a a dub. UConn, which they're going to do that. Wake Forest, they're still trying to figure themselves out. South Carolina, they finally get their rivalry game back, but I don't think it's going to be the rivalry game that everyone has been hoping for. But yet and still, you just never know because everyone talks about the SEC being so much better than us. So here we are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't get me started on that. I mean, yeah, I'm a big person. You you throw records out the window when it comes to rivalry games with the loss of it's Alabama, Auburn, FSU versus UF or UM or Texas, Apple. Oklahoma but South Carolina's got a new head coach and uh, Frank Beamer's kid I'm, mm-hmm. I think Shane Beamer or whatever mm-hmm. but now Clemson's gonna beat them by like 30 points and listen DJ's got a new year he's got a lot to step up about like everyone talked about Trevor him being the, the second coming for all quarterbacks involved maybe the greatest coming for college quarterbacks but DJ is not exactly you know a scrub out here he did put up a nice showing against Notre Dame and you know now that he has to be the front and center driving the key he has the keys to the ignition I'm feeling good about him. Yeah, um, I like Big Senko. I think he's a really, really damn good kid. I mean, he <laughs> he is a big kid. For, like he can move, he can run. He's not the same. He's not the same speed as a uh, Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson before him. But he can get out the pocket and like actually bowl you over. He's like a freight train when he does start moving, and he probably has one of the strongest arms probably in the conference, probably also in the country. The only concern is like outside of Justin Ross, who else are you gonna throw the ball to? I know Joseph Ngata is there. And he yeah. might break out, but like, I mean, who else is there? Aju, Aju. I don't even know who their running back is. They lost, um, they lost to Marcus Bowman to transfer last year. So mm-hmm. I don't even know who's going to be handing the ball. So you're going to is Lincoln very- Dixon still there? Or did he go? Did he go about his way? I actually have no idea, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, okay. I, 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 I've been trying to find the running back room, and I'm like, who are the running backs? Because I have no idea who they are. And that's Lincoln Dixon, that- Ches Malusi. I actually don't know those names. Wow, there we go. It's okay. We learned something never new here on this show. It's okay. We're all growing <laughs> together, period. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they're going to throw the ball a lot. That's about it. And typically yeah. speaking, he, I think you're going to see a lot more turnovers with that fact. Cause I think that was the one problem. That's the one reason why they lost that Notre Dame game. Yeah. And overall though, I think that like you mentioned, defense is going to be strong and everyone's going to have all eyes on DJ. He's going to feel no pressure, but he is not the main quarterback that everybody's talking about in the ACC. We all know that that's Sam Howell. So I think that helps him in that regard. Right. Cause yeah. If, that, yeah. Carolina yeah, that, can't be what everyone's talking about, then it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think that will definitely, you know, basically it'll calm down a little bit because like all eyes are on Sam Howell. To me, Sam Howell is probably the best quarterback in the country, followed by Spencer Rattler, and then you got Brock Purdy over at Iowa State. Um, and then DJ Ongalela, he's no probably number two. I can't really put a number three right now up top the top of my head. I mean, mm-hmm. De'Ara King depends on how he comes back. Mackenzie Millen depends on how he come, looks looks like coming back. I mean, yeah, like that's gonna definitely help with that's gonna calm me down a little bit. And Phil, to me, Phil in there, you got to throw Phil in there from Pitt. I mean, not Pitt, Boston College. You I'm about to say, I say, Kenny Pickett's not top ten quarterback. Come on, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> nah, I got a, I got same conference, wrong, right division, wrong quarterback. It's all good. Nah, it's all good. But yeah, I mean, Big Phil, yeah, Big Phil's good. But like, yeah, DJ, I think he definitely. This might be a more of a growth, like not a growing year for him, but maybe just like you know, I'm like I'm on the map now more. I see he has Heisman odds, which I think are kind of just. I think it's more there just because that he's at Clemson and like. No, I just don't think I don't see that happening. But yeah, things he'll have a good year. No doubt, no doubt. And some again, just reminding y'all that there are some really good matchups going on the first week of September for the ACC. USF and NC State will start on Thursday, but then you got Carolina playing Virginia Tech, Old Dominion playing Wake Forest, Miami playing Alabama. Which I would love to know your thoughts. You think Alabama's just going to murder them? Oh yeah, they're going to. Alabama's going to probably. I think we <laughs> talked about this last week. Where Nick Saban's going to actually go to prove a point. And they probably put his second, his third string walk on in there, who's probably also a four star for some reason, and just like beat them by 40 points. And it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be so happy. And then I have to watch FSU the next day against Notre Dame. <laughs> right, right. Colgate will play Boston College. Duke will play at Charlotte. Northern Illinois will play Georgia Tech. UMass will play at Pitt. Syracuse will play at Ohio. William and Mary will play at Virginia. And then that Saturday, that Sunday game, which we all know we love a long a Labor Day weekend, Notre Dame will play Florida State on ABC. So that'll be all eyes. We'll be like, you know, listen, can ACC talk about the fact that they don't have Notre Dame anymore? So Florida State's got to step up for the group. They got to hold oh. one down for the squad. Nothing no? will make me happier than smacking them in the mouth with an L just kind of <laughs> after one year in the conference. I'm I sorry, mean, Notre Dame. Yeah. This isn't the AC network. I'm not going to crown you the baby. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I need give you a documentary for the one year you were here and then leave us on red and ghost us. No, 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 no. I would love to beat you in prime time. Absolutely. And then that Monday we'll have Louisville playing Ole Miss. So there'll be a lot of great games for the ACC to check out. And if you guys feel like you're going to bet on any of those, make sure you go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. So much good stuff going down the stretch. We had some good play-in game, tournament games from the NBA, got some NHL playoffs going down, UFC, MMA action. All of those things are ready for you right at your fingertips. So make sure you hit up your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time to get in on the action. Make sure you guys really hit up betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. 
So we got ACC kickoff happening in July. So hopefully your girl will be down there giving you guys some inside scoop action and talking to some of the players and coaches about their thoughts on the 2021 season. And those are all the teams. So we've rounded out. We've talked about the Atlantic and the Coastal Division. Some good stuff there and a lot of great thoughts. But of course, we got to bring it home because we're still getting to know our host and what they like, what they don't like, who they like, who they don't like. And we all know, I feel like Drake has pretty much told us where he stands with a lot of things, which is, we love that. We love pretty much people <laughs> who stick it and say it honest. Now, the question of the week that we've had for all of the hosts is their favorite ACC player of all time. So, Drake, here is your opportunity to tell the people who is your favorite ACC player of all time. This actually was really hard for me to pick because I was going, I was torn between basketball and, fo- and uh, football. Basketball, I would say probably Ian Miller, mainly because I personally knew him. He treated my little brother like, you know, every time coming, I always dabbed him. I always said hi to him, asked him how he was. But probably to me, it's probably this guy right here. I know it's an audio-only platform, folks. So I'm just going to show a picture right here. It's DC4. Dalvin Cook is probably one of the best running backs, but the best athlete I think I've ever seen in person. And also, uh. again... Probably one of the nicest dudes I think I've ever met. I met him one time at a house. They were just hanging out. And then every time I saw him on campus, he's like, oh, what's up, Drake? I'm like, wait, you know my name? Why do, <laughs> why, do, why, do, why do you know my name, man? And another reason why, besides that, is every time we played against either Miami or Florida, this man made it a personal vendetta to absolutely go insane against them. And to me, it's like that's the one thing that's been missing for these FSU teams for the past few years is that we show up for these rivalry games. And he basically, he, he was from the Miami area. He's from Miami Central. And to me, he made, he took it personally to make sure that the team won and that he did everything in his power to the Bulls team to win. And that, to me, is why he's not their ACC player. Well, I think that Dalvin definitely is a guy who is arguably one of the best running backs in the ACC. So I totally agree there. Um, I'm thinking that, listen, at the end of the day, I had Julius Peppers. But that was stolen. So when I yeah, think I heard about, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. When I think about my favorite of all time, I guess I would have to go with someone people only Carolina people would really know, but it definitely would be Bruce Carter. He was a mm-hmm. linebacker at UNC and he I just loved he really made me enjoy my time at Carolina, just like the way people really bought into the Butch Davis, you know, era. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am very much a hashtag bring Butch back, despite the fact that Mac's there. I love Mac Brown, but like I'm I'm a Butch girl. Like I love <laughs> Butch Davis and his energy. And I don't care about the scandal. Doesn't matter to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> all of that, whatever. Do what we gotta do to win, right? No, college college is a scam anyway, but that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> you know, Bruce Carter was probably my favorite. Quentin Cobles was probably my favorite. I'll throw him in there too. And uh, Robert Quinn. Definitely. I think Carolina defense in that era was just something different. So those would be some of my favorite guys. Yeah, I almost threw in Vince Carter from y'all for basketball because I used to have a Vince Carter jersey and poster growing up watching the men just bounce around and dunk. And another one, I'll just throw him in there because you're we're just going off the rails right now. <laughs> Nigel Braddon was probably my favorite defensive player I ever watched because like the first ever dope game, the first ever game at Doke that was a rivalry game was against Miami. And that for those of you that remember in 2011, Nigel Brown like got targeting call that was not targeting call. I don't care what you get Miami fans say, honestly. And he just Boy, he just ran through this guy going across the middle. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. I like this sport. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, listen, I think at the end of the day that ACC does not get enough love when it comes to the football space because we've done so much um, 
you know, I think we've, we've had some real greats, right? Like, of course, you think about recency bias. You're like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, he's been, well, no, we've had some definite legends out of the the ACC in general. Lawrence Taylor, like, I'm just throwing it out there. But I'm about to say, you got Warwick Dunn, too. <laughs> you have Victor DiMuchegi, who you mentioned, too, I thought I who was a monster, too, at Duke. There's just so many good players, like, in this yeah. conference that I think, I get it that we're a basketball conference first, and also we're probably one of the stronger academic conferences as well, but we have definitely been over the past two to three decades probably the pre- one of the premier football conferences, better than the Pac-12, better than the Big 12, and aside from who does Big 10 have besides Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State? Nobody else really, and we consistently have put players in the league. So to me, we're right up there with the SEC when it comes to producing football talent and quality football. For sure, for sure. Well, if you miss any of today's shows or this week's show, make sure you guys hit up at Locked On ACC on Twitter. Let me know. Download, subscribe to the podcast anywhere so you don't miss a single episode. And listen, at the end of the day, we just hope you guys have a great week- weekend. We hope you appreciate and love listening to our podcast because Drake, he drops bombs at all times. And if you want more of Locked On Podcast Network, I encourage you guys to listen to Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the most updated major news alerts with the help of our local experts so you can download that at the odyssey app drake can you remind the folks of where they can find you and follow your work anytime anytime so those of you who want to follow us follow us on lockdown Knowles on twitter lockdown seminoles either on our podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast from you can follow my co-host max moody at max moody 17 you can follow myself at tally underscore underscore drake i still gotta find out dave's uh, twitter handle but that's not working out too well but the three of us will be mainly <laughs> conversate on the no at Knowles anonymous twitter so if, if you guys want to you know any Knowles knows information and or just some of us from a fan-centric perspective hit us up look us up no doubt hope you guys have a great weekend and we will see you next week with all of the great content until next time it's drake and candace you are locked on acc your daily podcast on the atlantic coast conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day uh-huh.